Hello, everyone. I'm Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox podcast. You can learn more about my work and subscribe to my newsletter at myersdetox.com. And I'm so thrilled because in April 2022, it's the Myers Detox 10 year anniversary. I just, uh, I can't believe it. I'm just, uh, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've been podcasting for about nine years and uh, just pumped out one of these every week for the past nine years and didn't think that we'd be here, but uh, just really thrilled. I think all of you for your support through the years. And uh, it's just been a joy doing this, this podcast and this show for you guys. And uh, it's been a, an amazing learning experience and journey for me as well. And I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to be here a while. I have a lot to talk about. I got a lot to say. <laughs> so thanks so much, you guys, for, uh, for being there and taking this ride with me. It's just, uh, it's been my pleasure. And so our guest today, Siva Mohan. So she's going to be talking about she's Dr. Siva Mohan. She's a psychiatrist and a specialist in Ayurveda. And she's going to be talking about Ayurveda and Ayurvedic detoxes and some, you know, basics of Ayurveda. And she'll talk about how Ayurveda is more like a holistic approach and you know, how, when they do detoxes, they also replenish the body. So they strip away and also replenish was an interesting concept. And then she also talks about, you know, how, how long and how thorough an Ayurvedic detox is. Uh, she, she'll talk about some case studies and success stories, and also how Ayurveda like interfaces with functional medicine and, and conventional medicine. And just a really, really interesting show. If you, if you've never really you don't really know much about this topic and you wanted to kind of learn a little bit about it. Like, like myself, I've never done a show on Ayurveda. This is a really, really good show. And, and Siva is my friend here in Mexico. I live in uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and uh, she lives here as well. And we became friends and lo and behold, she has this huge health platform. She's got a great class uh, that you can find on her website at ayurvedabysiva.com. She has about 7,500 people on this uh, like basics of Ayurveda class. So really, really uh, uh, highly recommend that. Um, so, and also uh, just a note, I, I have a new course that's coming out. It's called the Emotional Detox Program. And I just wanna tell you a little bit about that. It's not out yet. It'll be out in April, 2022. And uh, if you join my email list, you'll certainly get an, an email first thing when it's out. Um, but this is the some of the most important work that I've ever done. And, and I don't say that lightly um, because what I found in trying to detox people and, and trying to restore their health is that there was always something missing from just doing a physical approach. There was always something missing there and it really bothered me. And in and, and my own health and my own journey as well, I always felt like I, I was doing everything physically for my health. And I just woke, I just wasn't waking up feeling happy you know, it just, uh, happiness and joy just eluded me and I just couldn't figure it out. And so I feel like I've finally figured it out and I incorporated everything that I've learned about emotionally detoxing in my emotional detox program and how to detox using very easy methods that you can do at home. And I, and I think people don't realize that, uh, over 67% of physical health issues are caused by emotional trauma. And that's staggering. And, and the, the ACEs study that came to that conclusion 
there was a lot of things that were missing from that study as well. So it's estimated that 95% of people have physical issues that are due to emotional trauma. And if you like reassess that, that, you know, groundbreaking study and, and add in some other things uh, to it. And so check out the emotional detox program. You can uh, learn more about it at emo-detox.com. When that comes out, like I said, it's not ready till April, 2022, highly recommend it. Uh, There'll be a free webinar and masterclass as well that you can sign up for at emo-detox.com. So our guest today, Siva Mohan. So uh, Siva is a big picture person. She's an integrationist and a pattern seer. And as a UN social affairs officer and working globally with private clients for over a decade, Dr. Siva realized that even educated, active people are missing the basics of wellness. So across cultures and continents, people are leading lives set up for chronic disease and discontentment. Siva's mission is to teach people to feel again, to be able to hear what their bodies and hearts are guiding them to shift. And with an MD and a background in behavioral change and education, uh, Siva presents an empowering east-west mind-body version of Ayurveda. And she guides her audience to build self-awareness, emotional wellness, and clean life energetics. And her book, Courses and Content, can be found at ayurvedabysiva.com. Siva, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you on because I've actually been wanting to do a podcast on Ayurveda for a really long time, but, and I just never really had met someone, maybe besides Deepak Chopra or someone that really, you know, (laughs) knew what they were talking about in regards to it. And so you're a psychiatrist by training. And so why were you drawn to Ayurveda and incorporating it, uh, you know, when you see clients and into your practice? Yeah, that's such a great question because really Western medicine, I chose psychiatry within that because it was the subspecialty that allowed me to take into account a bit of what's happening in people's lives, right? And to look a little bit at like, why are they with the situation that they have, right? Those two key things, like why is what's going on going on and how can we really heal it? We're always interesting to me. So that's why I went into psych, but as you know, psych is really just glorified pill pushing and um, that got old after a while. And I felt like I wasn't healing anybody really right around the same time. I started having all kinds of serious medical issues. Um, I had Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I had chronic eczema, I had celiac, nodulocystic acne, all kinds of stuff going on in my body that I wasn't getting any answers for. And Western medicine was giving me a lot of like, well, okay, let's just suppress your immune system for the rest of your life with a lot of side effects. And so on the personal note, sort of simultaneously, I started exploring natural healing options right and you know ayurveda is so much more than just a natural healing approach which is probably one of the most exciting things for me to share with your audience right because i think a lot of them are where i was where we're looking for something's not feeling good and western medicine is not giving me the answer you know and i really want to get to some of the root causes of why i'm here and or look at the bigger picture and truly shift this or truly heal it, not just, you know, palliate a symptom. Right. And uh, so I found my way into Ayurveda because of 
yes, there are natural approaches, but honestly, the natural approaches are never going to be as like bam as the drugs. Let's face it, right? So I could put like creams on my eczema or my acne or take herbs for my celiac, but it wasn't as instant of a change, right? So when we go natural, it really, really is about lifestyle. You know, it's like you can do NAS, you can do all kinds of bioenergetics, you can take all kinds of great supplements, we can do the coffee enemas. These are good things. But ultimately, it's not like we want to be going to eat a McDonald's and then come back and just try to like save that with a coffee enema, right? Like there's a lifestyle <laughs> that goes with it. And what I found in Ayurveda, which was so amazing for me, was whoa, this is not just like some herbs and potions here. Like this is really an awareness that we build of the energetics of our lives and how those energetics are affecting us and of the energetic patterns that we're witnessing in our bodies and our minds. So there's the connection between the mind body that is drawn out, but there's also drawn out the connection between our being and our lives. And that I had never seen, you know, I think there was a glimmer of that in what drew me to psych, but I'd never really seen that before. You know, like you can go to TCM or you can go to a Cairo or you, you go to wherever and, and they diagnose you and they practice on you and nothing that was truly I'm genuinely building an awareness and the ability to see these patterns in a way that is shifting the way that I make choices, right? So for me, I define Ayurveda almost as an empowerment process, because if you know how to make any given choice in a way that is best for you at any given time, because we're changing what is best for us is always changing, right? Like that's empowerment. So so I feel like Ayurveda is not just the little potions and stuff that I was seeking in the beginning, but it led me to this whole beautiful journey of, of a lifestyle and an awareness and an empowerment. So you make some great potions. I've been to your house. You live in Mexico, uh, along where <laughs> I do, and I've had some amazing teas and, uh, and other herbal potions you put together. Um, but you know, there's so much wisdom in Ayurveda. It's been around for thousands of years. And it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of, um, you know, history behind it and an accuracy in, in these traditions that have been passed down for thousands of years. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important to note, right? Like I also have a master's in public health and my background in epidemiology and what I really learned is don't trust a randomized clinical trial. You know, <laughs> what we can do to maneuver the statistical value of things and how we choose to study them and capture the data it all plays into everything. And with Ayurveda, you've got thousands of years of observational study, right? So when we try to replicate that, I'm taking the whole plant of turmeric, which has a spirit and has all kinds of synergistic components that we're not really sure how they support the one of the main active ingredients, curcumin, right? So if I then just try to isolate curcumin and give it to a rat and document the effects, like I'm not even scratching the surface of what's possible when I'm really bringing my being in harmony with all of the gifts and healing potency that's within that plant. 
So the two points there, you know, one is that we just can't replicate it and we're not doing a very good job. And two, I would take thousands of years of observation any day over randomized clinical trials. Yeah, I like pointing that that you pointed that out that you're feeding a rot some of a you know curcuminoid. <laughs> it's just not the same thing. And so, well, let's talk about Ayurveda. So, what is Ayurveda is, and what are some Ayurvedic basics and principles? Yes. So, you know, a lot of times when you come into intro to Ayurveda stuff, we're coming at it through the food industry, right? So, there's all kinds of like teas and um, supplements and and things like that that are being popularized. And then we're coming at it through the spa industry because there's all kinds of like treatments and skincare lines and things like that. Um, so those are the, the two biggest feeders of driving people to hear about Ayurveda and like, what is it, you know, um, cleanses and spa treatments. And so when you go into it and you Google search it, you get this kind of like, it's the 5,000 year old science of life. Like, what does that mean exactly? You know, <laughs> and um, when you search it up, you're going to get a lot of like, do a dosha quiz, type yourself, constitutional types, you know, and all of that, in my opinion, is really just a bunch of like mass marketing BS, because ultimately, like the goal of all of that stuff is type yourself so you can be excited about buying this product that I'm telling you is, you know, type yourself, live this way, type yourself, do this yoga, type yourself, eat this herb, et cetera, et cetera. And it just doesn't work like that. Um, the, the basics, if I were to really like try to narrow it down into like a most distilled version for someone coming at it totally new. I would define Ayurveda as an energy mapping system. So what are we mapping the energetics of? Well, as I alluded to earlier, we're looking at the energetics of what's happening in my digestive system, what's happening in um, my routine, what's happening in my emotional patterns, what's happening in my life, in my relationship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can look at the energetics of everything because everything is energy. And we're essentially just a big energy ball moving through different energetic containers. And it's really quite easy once you get the hang of it, right? So in Ayurveda, we're mapping energetic patterns and we're understanding which ones are not serving us or, or imbalancing or heading us towards disease. And we're countering those with different tools and practices to try to shift the patterns in observable, documentable, repeatable ways, right? And then you see the difference in the experience of the pattern, your digestion changes, your sleep changes, your relationship changes, et cetera, right? So it's like this, the, the actual practice of it. And some basics, we do have this concept of a constitution, and this is the big deviation from all of the Eastern medicines versus the more allopathic, quote unquote, modern medicines, that concept that, okay, we're all a slightly unique expression of energetics, right? And so what a cough may be in me may be different than why you have a cough and even the nature of the cough, dry hacking versus wet productive, for example, we consider all these things. In the Western, more allopathic sides of things, it's a cough is a cough is a cough. There are five reasons that you can have cough. Everyone that comes in with cough is treated the same because we're all homo sapiens. And so it's a very simple sort of like DSM diagnostic tree that a monkey can do with the DSM app, right? So, 
<laughs> so then it's like we, we've taken the art of um, customizing, you know, and sensing semiology and really understanding what is the pattern and how do we best counter that as kind of like left medicine these days, but it's still very much the basis of Ayurveda. So understanding your constitution is more of like, you know, what's your color, right? Like you were created a certain way. Mom and dad's gametes came together and created you. And like there is a categorization system for color. There's billions of expression of color. It's just energy, right? But I still have like, oh, this is the red family and the pink family and the orange family. And we start to categorize it and we bring it all the way down to three primary colors, right? It's very rare to have just pure red, blue, or green, or yellow, sorry. It's almost always some combination thereof. And just like that in Ayurveda, we take the billions of expressions of energy that are possible, and we start to categorize them. And we can distill it down into three major sort of primal energies, just like we have the primal colors that everything is sort of infused with, right? So the categorization system, I don't think it's worth getting too hung up on that. I think people make too big of a deal about it. It's just most important to understand we're looking at energy. We're looking at patterns. Why are we looking at patterns? Because we want to shift them. Why do we want to shift them? So we can feel damn good in life. Simple, right? And the energy categorization is like a skill that you learn over time. And that is what it is. Your constitution now like sort of how you were made that determines your core physical features, color of your eyes, how tall you are, blah, blah, blah. It's like more of the genetic component, if you will. Right. It's not as important in my opinion, like in my book and, and in my courses and things like that. I'm really teaching people to move away from that traditional Ayurvedic constitutional model because life didn't change for people very much 5,000 years ago. You, lived and died in the same place with the same people in the same climate, eating the same things, you know? So the background noise and change was very low. And so obviously how you were made had much bigger relevance to what patterns you're suffering from and that you want to heal from. Whereas now, like there's nobody that has, you know, lived and died in the same place with the same people in the same climate, doing the same thing, eating the same food. It's everything's changing all the time. And so there's this concept we have in Ayurveda culture, current state, and that's an understanding of what are all the current energetics and patterns that your body, your, your mind, your emotional body are experiencing. That's where I go. If I want to heal anything that's happening with you today, it has to be based on where you are today, not how you were made. Right. So a diet change, an herbal recommendation, a routine shift, a conversation that needs to be had with a special someone all those things will be based on what are you going through today where are you at today and what do you need to feel good today and um so these are the major i think facets of ayurveda is understanding that we're energy mapping and pattern shifting there is this concept of constitution i don't think it's as important these days as really taking a look at your current state Okay, great. And then what about um, Ayurvedic cleanses? So there's a lot of talk about that when you go to spas. And so what are some of the different approaches uh, and, and ideations that Ayurveda takes when it comes to, you know, cleansing and detoxing the body? Yes, that's such a good question. So I think where Ayurveda really shines in in cleansing is this one key feature. We never, ever, ever, ever cleanse without also rejuvenating. So it's always like, 
viewed that cleansing is a stripping down, a clearing away of accumulation, a clearing out of things. And that whenever we pump out, clear out, strip away, we always replenish afterwards. And that I think is really missing in a lot of the Western cleansing practices. So that would be like the hallmark feature that I think makes Ayurveda unique in that but also in how ridiculously comprehensive it is. So just to give you an idea, Panchakarma is sort of the classic, famous Ayurvedic cleansing protocol. You would do this for three weeks. You would go to a Panchakarma center. They make all your food in accordance with the energetics we want to shift. They make all your herbal preparations in accordance with the energetics we want to shift. You're away from all your family, your work, your responsibilities. So you're in truly a new, neutral, healthy, energetic container. And then they begin the practices and they use every single way that the body has to release toxins. So that you're sweating, you're throwing up, you're getting enemas, you're getting um, herbal steams, you're getting massaged with oils. You know, it's like, the whole shebang. Ooh, I want to go there to throw up. <laughs> totally. It's like, you know, go to ayahuasca purge, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But it's like, well, if you want to clear stuff from the upper GI and the lungs, the best way is actually upward because that's what you naturally have access to, to clear mucus, right? It's not yeah. going to be through your colon, which is really more lower GI and like the other abdominal viscera. So it's super fascinating. And you know, they use your sweat glands, they, they hit your eyes. They like, literally there is not a part of you that is like not attended to in the cleansing process. And so you, mm. the idea is that you come out in those three weeks and you sort of hit a reset on all of your body tissue systems. They've been wrung out and, you know, like rebooted. And so where can you do one, uh, like one of these three week cleanses? Yeah. Well, I mean, like personally speaking, I would never do this anywhere, but India and then like a place that had like generational sort of practitioners, because you can go get Panchakarma certified in places in California over a freaking weekend. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, you know, again, the whole like Western marketing thing, it's like, oh, come do a PK treatment with me for three days or two days. And like, it's really interesting because if you're going to go deep and people have a lot of toxins, you're just going to bring up a lot of stuff in three days. And it's not enough, you know, to get past sort of like, your phase one detox, right? Like they need a lot longer. So this is where I think like your supplements I've loved taking as well. Um, and I think doing things like the coffee enemas or I'm wearing my harmony pendant, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just like all these other little things that we can do that are more adapted for the fact that you're still going through all the energetics of your home life and your work life. And okay, you know, yes, you can do a certain amount, but you don't, you don't go really deep in those settings. Like you need to go away and be in good hands for those kinds of things. So I would really say in India and Kerala is sort of like the birthplace of Ayurveda. And so there are a ton of really like uh, well-established, long-standing um, Panchakarma centers in the south of India. But there's also some in the north of India. And there's also a few people who have like, you know, established something solid 
in like New Zealand or Hawaii, but it's, it's a little bit more rare. But if you want to do something that's more, let me get a taste of Ayurvedic cleansing, but I don't have a whole three weeks, right? Then the lighter version that we would do, for example, is, I don't know if you've heard of Kitchery. Have you heard of the Kitchery superfood? I have, yes. Mm-hmm. So right now there's a lot of hubbub about that because in Ayurveda, the energetics of springtime are all about accumulation, uh, congestion, stagnation in the body, right? So we want to counter that and usually with sort of releasing what's not serving us, clearing away accumulations, clearing away blockages, stimulating circulation and getting things moving that are that are blocked. So Kitchery as a sort of mono or a hybrid diet with like veggies and juice is a very popular sort of thing. And I myself, I'm going to do one next week. That's like juice, kitchery, maybe some steamed veggies here and there, and then taking the herbs alongside. And then around like day four or five, adding in the salt flush. And then you can add in coffee enemas or oil enemas after the coffee enemas, because we always do that replenishing. We add in the ghee um, orally after we do the, the oral salt flush. So it kind of goes like gentle, 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 get through day three of like your caffeine headaches and all of that stuff, you know? And then as you hit day four and five, then we kick it up a notch because we already know what we've been feeding you for a few days and do a little bit, uh, stronger on the flushing out of things. And then day six and seven, we're already starting to replenish and bring back in healthy fats and oils and all the orifices. I like that. I like that, the, the idea of replenishing and that's, that's really, um, like you said, something that is missing from like Western detoxes, so to speak. And so, so what is like Ayurveda as a lifestyle look like you kind of touched on that. So what are some other practices that you incorporate, I like living an Ayurvedic lifestyle. Yeah. So I think like I can best describe this as if I wake up in the morning already, I know like, what's my mindset? How am I feeling emotionally? How rested do I feel? How did I sleep last night? What does my tongue look like? How does my breath taste? How dry are my superficial tissues? What does my morning bowel movement look like? Do I have an appetite? How does my skin feel? How do my joints feel as I get out of bed? And already I have so much feedback on the energetics that are happening with my body. So already right there, I know how to adjust well. What am I going to eat today? Which herbs am I going to take today? What am I going to reschedule today? You know, what kind of yoga practice or activity am I going to bring in today? What colors would be soothing for me to wear today? What other self-care practices would be a good fit for me today? You know, um, it's like this. So it's this sort of consistent ability to see where am I at and what do I need? right? And when we're applying that on a day-to-day basis, it really helps guide all of our decisions. And I kind of touched on that earlier. So like, okay, should I take this extra event that just came in my lap or how should I adjust or, you know, um, should I cancel this or, you know, should I put down this supplement for a while? All these things are things that people just really don't know. And they're, you know, so overwhelmed with all the information coming at them all the time. And I think what's missing is this concept of sentience and sentience is 
this very sexy, beautiful word that just really means the ability to sense well what's going on with you, you know? And that to me is the encapsulation of Ayurvedic lifestyle is this very fluid assess and respond. Like I'm feeling this, I'm noticing this, I'm getting this feedback, okay. I know how to shift the energetics and what I'm choosing to bring in in my experience or my food or who I'm dating, et cetera. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think it's so important to, you know, learn to listen to your own body and not just do things or do a diet just because you have an idea in your head, you're supposed to like push through this or you have to do this. Like there's a, a dogma uh, that a lot of people kind of engage in when it comes to their diet and health and things like that. But first and foremost, you have to listen to your body. And I, I try to, you know, really get that message across to people. I love that that's, that's really like kind of ingrained in the Ayurveda. Yeah, very much so. At least in the way that I teach it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And you have like a rebel in, in the Ayurveda field. So yeah, are you? Disclaimer out there. Like you may not find these perspectives in your in your traditional Ayurveda studies. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. We like that. We like the mavericks and cutting edge of health. And so you have a class uh, right now too, don't you? You have an online class people can take. I do. I do. I have an amazing class. It's um, hosted on the One Commune platform along with Deepak Chopra's classes and Dr. Mark Hyman's functional medicine classes. So I think there's just a wealth of information and health and their whole platform. But the course is called Living Well with Ayurveda. And it's really my best introduction yet. I've been teaching for 15 years now and I've been teaching this intro concept. And each time I'm like reinventing it to be more accessible, more digestible, more applicable. Right. And uh, so this is my my best version yet. And it's a 10 day course. The first five days we go through all the higher basics and really teach people to be able to do that energetic pattern mapping and have them do it on themselves and their bodies and their emotional state and in what's going on in a few major areas of their lives. So already in the first five days, you're like, whoa, okay. Like I just looked at my entire experience of life and health in a really new way and got hopefully a lot of great insight about it. And then in the last five days, it's really more focused towards applying tools and practices to make the shifts that you just identified. And so there's a lot on, you know, digestive wellness, emotional wellness, um, sort of daily self-care practices and things that I think are just like your first line basics to really set the foundation for your wellness lifestyle. I mean, you had 5,000 people on that, didn't you? I think we're like 7,500 now. Oh, wow. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's unheard of. I think people are hungry for this topic. Like you said, like Ayurveda is becoming a little bit of a buzzword and no one really knows what it is. And once they realize what's possible with it, it's it, nothing else offers us that. There is no other sort of holistic healing approach that offers us uh, a way to be able to navigate our lives in a way that feels good and supports our health. There, there just isn't one. So I, I think it's amazing for that reason. And even I just launched an app, um, waiting my Apple approval right now, but it's already on the website and everything where let's say people do take the intro course and then they're looking for, okay, well now what, you know? So, okay. 
let's start with the three major pillars of wellness lifestyle, food, sex, sleep. And when we say food, sex, sleep, it's, it's so much more than that. Food encompasses also your relationship with nourishing yourself. For example, sex is all about, um, the input outputs in your life and how much you actually really have in your creative life force tank and how inspired you are and how juicy you feel, for example, right? Sleep has to do also with how well you can regulate your nervous system and actually um, bring in rejuvenative practices as well, right? So I created an app where it's just all right there in your phone, like the self check-ins, the reminders, the top things you need to know. So, so yeah, this is a, a big, exciting time for bringing Ayurveda lifestyle to people. I love it. So what is the app going to be called? What's the name of it for people? Ayurveda by Siva. Okay, great. Fantastic. Simple, simple enough. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, I encourage people to go check out that course on one commune. Is it free or is there a charge for it? You know what? I would just direct everybody straight to my website because right there on the homepage, I have the links to my book to some people like to read things and do charts on paper. Um, the one commune course and my app all right there at the top of the homepage. And that way you won't have to search for anything. Okay. Fantastic. And so your website's Ayurveda by Siva. And so, uh, so what are some of the, the more striking case studies on Ayurveda. So give us some stories here. Yeah. So, uh, oh my God, there's just so many, but you know, I think one that's really relevant these days is an autoimmune sort of situation. This woman had rheumatoid arthritis. She had been taking the injections and I think at least four different immunosuppressants for 12 years. God. And, um, you know, just this super lovely lady, head of her company, you know, in a marriage, wasn't terrible, wasn't amazing. And oh my goodness, we just really through a holistic process of looking at how she moves through her day and the energetics that she's taking in and those sort of core pillars of, of her life and um, really identifying where the greatest pinch points were, where the greatest points of not feeling good were, right? We shifted her marriage entirely. She shifted into an early retirement. Um, But before even doing that, we worked together for, I think, uh, about two years. Um, She shifted her job dynamics entirely. She shifted her creative sort of like outside of work life and identity entirely. She... um, got a lot more active. Oh my God, girl, she got off of all four of the pills and cut down the injection so that she spread out her frequency to half the frequency, like the toxic load that she reduced in her body. And then on top of it, like lost 40 pounds, you know, found happiness in her marriage and in her life again. I mean, it all goes together, right? So with that autoimmune case, I just was was really tickled with how quickly into, you know, within two years to be able to do that, like the amount of suffering that we have saved her from for the rest of her life is, is huge. Um, then in terms of restoration of function, there was another case that was really striking to me. This was a 73 year old woman who had hypothyroidism and she was taking 150 micrograms of 
thyroid hormone. That's a high dose. Like you start like 10 10 cups of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, she came in with, Oh, it's genetic. Every woman in my family is, is on hypothyroid. We all have it. And, you know, um, 50 years she'd been taking thyroid hormone Mm. five zero. (laughs) Right. So Obviously, we're not, you know, like expecting a miracle here, but I really felt like I did see a miracle. And again, we had to look at her marriage. We had to look at her home life. We had to look at how she was handling her interactions with people and give and take and her work. And um, we restructured a bunch of those things and her diet, et cetera. This woman went down to in one and a half year, she went down to 25 micrograms. Wow. Wow. So, I I mean, this one case in autoimmune, this other case in rejuvenative, again, there's just so many cases I could share. There's a woman who couldn't, went through 12 rounds of IUI, that's intrauterine implantation. And then um, all of them failed. And we got her pregnant within three months naturally, you know? Like kids that have come in with Crohn's disease off all medications. And that's huge when you're like a nine-year-old child, you know? And I remember that's amazing because it's safe and effective for all ages, right? So you don't have to worry about drug side effects. You don't have to worry that it's not okay for a kid or someone who's elderly. It's just looking at the energetics and, and, really addressing the root causes of what's not feeling good in people's lives and then supporting them in these cases that I'm giving you, these are all ones that have big Western diagnoses. These aren't even just the people that come in and satisfied in life or feeling like they're out of balance, but without a big diagnosis. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so these ones are striking for me because imagine what's possible. Right. And so for me, I'm really putting out there that modern medicine is not allopathic medicine. Like to me, modern medicine, what's modern? What's modern is that we have unparalleled access to all of these different modalities and sometimes overwhelming access. We don't know where to start, right? So like that Ayurveda gives us this common platform to be able to see the effects of everything. I can use any tool and understand anything in the terms of energetics. And so I can, I can bring together what's happening in the chiropractor or my supplements or my therapist, all from that same platform of energetics that puts me in the driver's seat of, of what I'm choosing in my health, right? So with these cases, I feel like we were really practicing modern medicine finally, because we were actually curating which approaches and tools to customize what is best for that person in their healing process. And some of those were natural and some of those were allopathic, but the customization is what I'm defining as modern medicine. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's, it's amazing that you're an MD and you can, you know, uh, you know, all the allopathic, you know, ways to address an issue and also come from the natural side and combine the best of both worlds. Cause we don't want to discount all of the, the miracles and, and, and great like advances in modern medicine. Um, but we want to complement those as well with, with natural approaches. 
Like, can you talk about like the, the combination of like how Ayurveda and even functional medicine complement each other? Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was just talking about this on the podcast because functional medicine, I think is super powerful and disclaimer, I don't maintain a license to practice Western medicine anymore because everything that I do would be so against the medical board. <laughs> I'd be in big trouble. So literally we made these gains with me just leading the Ayurveda in empowering them with knowledge and information to then take back to their doctors. And they were requesting their own diagnoses. Um, like, you know, I would like to do labs and check this again. Da, 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 da. And their doctors were managing all of that. And, and I think that's worth hearing for people so that they understand, like, you don't need someone who has both sides necessarily to be able to achieve beautiful effects like this. Right. But functional medicine you know, I was talking to the host of the podcast and he had his levels uh, monitor on and, you know, like was talking to me about his like Fitbit and how he's monitoring all these different things. And he's looking at the dopamine and the NAD plus and the sh- blood sugar levels and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and he asked me, like, do you think like the technology, what do you think of the technology? And it's interesting because I also recently went and got like all my genetic testing done and, you know, went to a functional doctor that's what very well reputed in LA and did it. And it came out of the list of like, here's 20 supplements to take every day, you know? And it, it just felt like the sentience, that thing I was talking about is completely missing there. You know, like you can track data all day long, but that that's knowledge. And that doesn't necessarily give you awareness of what to change in your life. Right. And so I feel like Ayurveda is the missing piece in cultivating that sentience that we can then, you know, take the knowledge and the data that we get from the incredible cool stuff going on in functional medicine and know how and what to apply for us because it's not sustainable. You'd be doing how many IVs all the time and how many pills will you be taking all day or like monitoring all this data and it gets exhausting. It's just like a problem to fix, you know? Yeah, I did that for years. I took like a a cup of supplements like every meal. (laughs) I took like a huge pile. And you know, you want to take a few things you know, per day and whatnot, but, but yeah, it can get out of control really quickly. Yeah. Like better to know like, okay, I went drinking last night. I need charcoal or like, oh, I can feel this, this, and this in my body today. I really should reach for this and kind of be able to know what shift you're creating with the tools that you're creating and why you want that shift. And and that why is sentience. And I think Ayurveda helps to bring that. And so where should people start? Like if they want to start learning about an Ayurvedic lifestyle, like where, where do you recommend they begin? I I think that really my book and the course I created that we just chatted about are such amazing, amazing, amazing places to start. They were made for exactly that audience. So depending on if you're somebody that really prefers a book and likes to highlight things and write and learn through that teaching method, the book is great. And if you're someone who really appreciates high quality video and interactive content, and that way there is also a workbook that goes with the course, those both are phenomenal places to start. Fantastic. So if someone wants to work with you personally, you know, they want to, you know, engage with you and, and learn, learn more about Ayurveda personally, or learn more about your work, 
uh, where do they find you? So yes, on ayurvedabyseva.com, you can also book a session right there on my calendar. Okay, fantastic. Was there anything that we've left out of this conversation or anything, any kind of last parting words for the audience? Uh, Let's see. Maybe the only thing that we didn't talk about is the fact that, you know, as you and I have been dabbling in ascension, I think that Ayurveda also is really a beautiful path to spiritual growth. Because if you think about it, if you grow your awareness and then you apply that awareness, that is the definition of spiritual growth in the Vedas, at least, right? And so all practices that we do to grow our awareness, whether they're subtle, like in ascension or listening to meditation or doing um, all these different practices that we have in yoga, et cetera, everything that allows us to cultivate that awareness is a first step. But then everything that allows us to really apply that awareness more and more in our lives does increase our consciousness, right? So, so I think that that's the only thing that maybe we didn't celebrate about Ayurveda. Yes. And, and I love that because I think it's, it's a very important part of health and happiness is to cultivate a spiritual practice, whatever that looks like for you. It's incredibly important. And, um, something that, I mean, for me personally, I left, left to the wayside, for many, many years. And now I've like revisited that and I, I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier with my, my relationship with source. <laughs> uh, and so, so much more free of supplements <laughs> and like all of that micromanaging of health. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Siva, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and, and everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Myers detox podcast every week. It's just such a pleasure and a joy uh, for me to bring all these the experts more around the world uh, to give you ideas and tips on how to upgrade your life because you deserve to feel good. You deserve to wake up feeling joy. And I want to help you, uh, you know, get to that point as quickly as possible. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Wendy Myers and you can find me on MyersDetox.com. I'll talk to you next week. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.